thinking of a March 16th date. I'm thinking about that last day. And I do remember us, um, I actually led the prayer. And we were just praying that, you know, we would be okay, we'll be back. And, um, you know, really just a prayer of hope um, because we have never shut the store, closed the doors of the store in 99 years. I'm Nelson Murray, and this is Talking Squarely. In this series, we bring together independent business owners to have frank discussions and share their perspectives on some of the most pressing issues impacting their lives and livelihoods. Today, we're discussing financial stability and how the COVID-19 pandemic has been impacting small businesses, many of which have already been forced to make difficult decisions in order to keep the lights on. I consider Rudy's Flower Truck a pretty new business in general, so um, we're still like figuring out like what's normal for us before COVID happened. That's Brittany Sarhaj in St. Louis, Missouri. Brittany's two-year-old flower business, Rudy's Flower Truck, was still getting into a rhythm when the crisis happened. Suddenly, she had to find new ways to maintain revenue. So once this happened, all of our places shut down. Um, and so we had to transition over into like a delivery focused business, which we were already set up to do. Um, and so basically what happened is like our deliveries pre-COVID were really low and then that's completely flipped. Like Brittany, Evan Kadera, co-founder of Senior Sisig, a Filipino fusion restaurant and food truck in San Francisco, leaned into the mobile nature of his business in order to adapt. We had the flexibility to pivot that maybe some other businesses might not have. And, you know, so we are a food truck. We have six food trucks. And so we we were able to move them into other communities where people were working from home now. And so I think like really that that changed kind of our operation. Both Brittany and Evan had mobility as part of their existing strategy. But for our third guest, Lauren Stovall, adjusting the 99-year-old business approach of Hot Sam's meant rapid modernization. So Hot Sam's was uh, literally just a brick and mortar store that has relied heavily on our customers coming in. And it, it's so funny, prior to COVID-19, we had just did a, a news interview in February uh, saying that we were going to be, a goal was to, to get online. We've always had a website, but it was not e-commerce uh, set up. So literally we shut down the store March 16th. Uh, I think about four days later, I launched the um, uh, the website using the Square system. You know, all three of you have alluded to some form of a pivot, some form of, of adaptation that you had to embrace in order to weather uh, the, at least the initial phases of the pandemic. I'd like to turn to the topic of financial support. Um, have each of you thought about or actually interacted with uh, the process of trying to get a loan, such as uh, through the PPP program or some other form of financial support um, in the weeks and months since uh, you've been impacted by the, the pandemic? So, yeah, I mean, th there's been a lot of local funds that, that that came up that were for small businesses. We have over 50 employees um, and, you know, our revenues are over some of the thresholds that were set for a lot of these low loan programs. So so a lot of the, the loan programs that were coming out uh, in the beginning uh, we didn't qualify for. So that was that was unfortunate. Um, and then there was just a lot of kind of uncertainty. There was a lot of things being said, but no, nothing was kind of coming through, especially here in San Francisco. They, they were going to do a bunch of local kind of uh, efforts. Um, but, you know, a lot of talk, but then nothing was happening. And so not until the PPP were we able to kind of see some funds come in, but um, we were able to uh, 
uh, get approved for that loan, um, and that loan has come through. Lauren, as a business that's had a brick-and-mortar location for now coming up on a century, what have you found are some of the most challenging expenses in an ongoing fashion for you to meet? Are they things like rent and utilities, or are they in other parts of the business? I think rent for sure. You know, I don't know if anyone knows anything about what's going on in in Detroit. I mean, Detroit is on a comeback, and um, and so with that, there, there's changes that that have been happening, especially in the downtown area, which is where we're at. When I think about in terms of us being, like you said, 99 years and approaching a century, we've never really had and seeked out a lot of financial support. Even during this time where Detroit, a city of Detroit has been on the rise and there's been a lot of grants and things to support small businesses, we have never really applied for those. So interestingly enough, when COVID-19 hit, it was almost like a shock to the system. And anything that can shock a system can be paralyzing. And so as a business owner, you have to figure out how to navigate through the storms. Again, if I go back to Hot Sam's and the roots of Hot Sam's and the history of Hot Sam's, we are more than a brick and mortar. And so it was very great to see the community then support us. We had people calling us to say, did you hear about this grant? We want to apply for it for you. Don't worry about it. We'll do it for you. This is the type of support that we receive. And so it has been very instrumental and part of the reason why we have survived COVID-19. So we found it necessary to apply for all of the grants that we could um, and also apply for the PPP, which we did. Now, yes, that has, you know, its nuances and we're, we're trying to figure out how to navigate through that. Um, but it was critical that we took advantage of this opportunity that we actually have never taken advantage of before. Brittany, how about you? As the conditions in St. Louis changed, did you feel you needed to look for financial support? Not, yeah, not this year. I just don't want to waste my time like going through the paperwork because everybody said it was confusing. Um, and I just don't want to mess with it, to be honest. Well, what are you looking for right now then? Um, or do you feel like you are in a position of stability? And, and uh, if so, what is it that you're looking forward to now in terms of trying to take care of the business and make sure that you're set up for a healthy future? Um, I think I'm just really cautious still like with, you know, what's coming in, what's going out. We had a really big increase in our business and that's been really helpful. It's given us a cushion that I did not have before. Um, and so I'm hoping that like this, you know, pandemic has like put eyes on us that didn't know about us before and that they'll continue to use us for their flower needs. Or maybe it's just like this has allowed people to, you know, introduce flowers into their life and maybe they'll want to continue having those flowers in their home all the time, even after the pandemic ends. And so I'm just hoping that we can keep our customer base up. You're in a unique situation since you are in that second year of being your own business owner. And I'm curious what kinds of advice you might have for other independent business owners uh, or folks who are considering starting their own business when it comes to protecting your cash flow. I think being financially healthy is the most important thing. Um, so yeah, just know your numbers, know what's coming in, know what's going out. We use Square, you know, to track our sales. So just basic things, like it's not complicated. I feel like our store and like our business compared to like Lauren's store or Evan's store is really tiny. Maybe we can actually uh, open this up to, to Lauren and Evan. What are, are some of the tools and or because each of your operations, to Brittany's point, um, are, are a bit larger, 
uh, some of the the positions inside of your company that you've had to dedicate to keeping track of the financial health of the business? And what are some of the lessons that you've learned for keeping healthy cash flow? Well, I'm just, I was like laughing when she said in comparison to, and I, I know you, but I still like think we're small. We're small. We're still small as well, Brittany. But you've been around for like a hundred years, you know? I'm sure you're a little bit more sophisticated than Rudy's Power Trek. Hey, uh, we are still emerging. Look, we just got e-commerce, okay? So, you know, so in the grand scheme of things. Um, and I think it's that's a, a really point, too, to remain teachable. And uh, we are, you know, still teachable. One of the things that we wanted to make sure is that we don't, just because we are the oldest men's clothing store in downtown Detroit, we didn't want to look like the oldest men's clothing store in downtown Detroit or operate like the oldest men's clothing store in downtown Detroit. So we have been intentional about um, enhancing our technology. But that's why you've been around for so long. It's because you guys are like, you're willing and open to learn, you know? Like there's no way that you can be around for a hundred years without changing things because things change all the time. That's wonderful, Brittany, that you're bringing, because now you made me think of some tools. Resiliency, persistence. Um, having to suffer and endure. That is a part of the process. And a lot of times we stray away from that. We don't want to endure. We don't want to suffer. And we turn around, we turn back. But we have been willing, to your point, to go through the enduring, to go through the suffering and get to the other side. Well, and to Brittany's point, I have to imagine that uh, listeners are going to feel a little sense of relief that they don't have to have cracked the code uh, before they get to the the 100 year mark. (laughs) You do not have to. Evan, what about you? You you were going to share some ideas about uh, tips and tricks for protecting your cash flow and keeping the business financially uh, stable. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, uh, well, we've been in business for 10 years now um, and, and we've grown every year. So in, in the beginning, it was uh, very similar to what Brittany's doing. You know, everything was kind of just on sheets. We're doing it. I'm trying to do everything when I get home. Uh, but, you know, as we got bigger, there's more money to track more things to track and so um i believe it was about six no maybe five years ago we we really enhanced our our relationship with our bookkeeper and that was that was a a huge turning point for us because we were able to see everything down to the line uh each line item um and and, you know i really didn't even understand that that type of bookkeeping until until we, we we hired them to do that For Brittany, Evan, and Lauren, this current moment is not just about staying financially sound during a pandemic. They want to be able to scale their businesses and have them survive for years to come. Part of that is having a vision and, of course, patience. So I think that there's actually a lot of pressure with people who are like my generation who start businesses just to start a business and you have to hurry up and scale and get it bigger. But then if you're growing too fast, maybe you should just actually stop and and try to perfect what you're doing first before you move and just allow scaling and growing to happen more organically and naturally. I feel like that's a myth that we need to debunk. Yeah. One of the focuses for us and has to be, I think, for any business is to focus on what you want to be. What is your goal? What is your vision? Um, And so we are, you know, really wanting to make sure that we remain that, that community store, that community hub where you're not just shopping, but there are conversations about um, anything, politics to religion, to anything that happens in the store. And that's a part of the experience. And so even with the, uh, I think scaling in terms of this e-commerce and this new online store, we are 
now going to be investing much into that aspect. Um, and so uh, that looks like, you know, more frequent um, photo shoots, um, more technology and equipment that will support um, the infrastructure of the online business. And so that is where a lot of our investing um, and our attention is turned to now is that online store as well as uh, maintaining and enhancing the experience of Hot Sam's. I have to agree with, you know, both Lauren and Brittany on this, you know, and I do feel like there is a lot of pressure to scale. Um, and then, also, you know, on Lauren's side too, I really agree that you have to kind of know what your, your goal is as a business owner. And so not to be pushed by those pressures to scale just because it's, people are saying it around, you got to get bigger, bigger is better. You know, that's just, that's not always the case. You know, I think really as business owners, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves why we are in business. And, um, you know, that's not, that's not always money. It can be hard to stick to the vision you have for your business, especially in times of crisis. But for these three business owners, they have taken the current moment in stride, turning it into a time of reflection and personal growth. I can't help but but comment on the fact that we're talking about financial security uh, in a in a period of time that's stressful for everyone, but has to be immensely stressful for all of you as family members and also independent business owners. Yet all of you sound very level headed and committed to resiliency and trying to figure out a way to keep inspired. Do you feel inspired right now? What is your your emotional uh, state as you think about the the health of your business, the health of yourself and your family, and kind of the future of what's ahead. I'm very inspired right now. I, I feel like, you know, it's been one up and then two downs and then two downs and then two up. It's, just, it's, it's like a roller coaster right now. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing that I've ever, I've, I haven't been through this much ambiguity in a, in a long time. But it's also what I live for. This is what I, what I want. I, I'm not asking for this every day, but this is kind of where I thrive. I think um, what Evan said about like our deliveries being up so much and like our revenue is up by a lot. Um, I am nervous. Like what's going to happen, you know, once things start opening back up. Um, but then again, like things are never going to open up. Like it's not just going to be like quickly open up to normal. So um I think I'm more like curious as like what's going to happen next. I think in terms of the city of Detroit, we have been built on resiliency. We have been built on um, cons uh, on thriving and on perseverance. And I think that's the same as Hot Sam's. Hot Sam's embodies everything that the city of Detroit is. And, um, you know, and so I think we've been built for this, but I also think we had to get uncomfortable I resonate with that too, Lauren, about the uncomfortable though. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, there's so many things that are popping up on our end of a business too, that we've been meaning to do for so long that, that we're doing now because, you know, you have to, you have no choice. And so like, I've always used that kind of like that, that analogy of, of pressure, you know, when it even came down to like, you're not going to fight until somebody pushes you, you know, like if you don't have to fight, you're not going to fight, you know, but if somebody's pointing you in your chest and you're just like, stop and they keep doing it and keep doing it, you're going to fight back. And so that's what we have to do right now. What, you know, it, it, it's, and, and it just seems like one thing after another, it just keeps hitting us. And so, you know, um, but we're all going to have to fight back and that's an opportunity 
for us to grow, for us to kind of get out of that comfort zone and, and take that next step. And as somebody or a business that's been in business for a for hundred years, I think this is a huge opportunity for you guys to kind of look at it and say, you know, what have we been doing and what have we been kind of procrastinating for so long, but we have to do it now. Change, struggle, opportunity. This year has brought all three for these business owners, but rather than letting it disrupt their lives, they've used it as an opportunity to try new things, to step out of their comfort zones and build more resilient businesses. And it's this perseverance that will help them to hopefully survive not just this year, but for many years to come. A special thanks to our guests, Lauren, Evan, and Brittany. Rudy's Flower Truck is based in St. Louis, Missouri. You can follow them on Instagram at Rudy's Flower Truck. Senor Sisig's Filipino Fusion Cuisine can be found at their food trucks and their brick and mortar shop in San Francisco's Mission District. You can follow them on Instagram at Senor Sisig or visit them at www.senorsisig.com. Hot Sam's will celebrate their centennial in 2021. To shop and learn more about their legacy in Detroit, visit www.hotsamsdetroit.com. You've been listening to Talking Squarely, a Square production. This episode was produced by Mallory Russell, Cindy Lewis, Elise Bailey, Caitlin Kiefer, Evan Grohl, John Scarpinato, and Travis Gonzalez. Our music was composed by Jordan Wallace with sound recording by Sorrentino Media and Jamie Cohen. I'm Nelson Murray. Thanks for listening.